baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Everybody needs to chill out. Social media is not a health toxin. Bad parenting is. Adam, I say (laughs) this because in New York City, they have issued the first ever social health advisory. Excuse me. This is a health advisory. This is like the wildfires are here. If you have asthma, get inside. You know, wear a mask. This is a health advisory, okay? Right. A health advisory designating... I don't know what what that means, but okay. A a health advisory, like if, you know, don't go outside if if you have asthma, because this, this, uh, the, um, the, um, you know, the air quality isn't good today. Something like that. Health advisory. New York City has issued the first ever health advisory designating social media as, quote, an environmental health toxin. And while I can appreciate Mayor Eric Adams, whom I love, making this announcement during his State of the City address, I don't think that's the whole problem. What say you? I I tend to agree with you, but here's the problem uh, with that, is that it is so... Uh, we have... It's hard to define because we haven't seen anything like this before. It's hard to evaluate because we're, we're looking at it through the prism of our generation and generations before us where we did not have such a thing as social media. And so it's, we still look at life through the lens of, okay, when I was a kid, and which is why, Jordana, you know this, you probably look at your kids every day and like, why are you on those damn phones so much? I get it. Oh, oh, but yeah, it's like, you know, you hear it all the time. Kids don't go outside anymore. They don't play outside anymore. They don't do mm, the things do. we did to do. Well, yeah, because you know what? We screwed it up too. And you look at, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say no to, you know, social media is not a problem for kids. It is a social, it is a problem for kids, but I think I do agree with you in that. It, the bottom line is that's up to me as dad to say enough, that's put right. the phones down. That's right. And I'll, you know what? That's I'm right. going to be honest with you. I don't do it enough. I don't. I, I, okay. I'm too much well, of a nice guy. Thank you for guy. your accountability. I'm too much of a nice mm-hmm. guy when I say, you know, uh, there are times too when a dad gets the limit and says enough here. And it's not necessarily even putting the phones down. It's just we're communicating now, okay? Mm-hmm. And But if I'm going to sit here and say, do I monitor uh, closely enough? I don't because, you know, at, to this point, I'm going to knock on whatever this is. We haven't had a mm-hmm. problem. And I trust my kids You're right lucky. Now. I trust my kids. kids. And if the mm-hmm. – yeah, I, I hope so. Unless they're doing stuff online that I don't know about, then, then it's a problem. Suddenly it's a really big problem for me. And if I'm in that situation, I'm probably going to blame – TikTok or whatever it is. It's like, mm. why are you why are you doing this to my kids? But right, this responsibility still is mine. And New York City is saying, the the mayor is saying, companies like TikTok, YouTube, Facebook are fueling a mental health crisis by designing their platform with addictive and dangerous features. All of that is true. I am not saying that social media is perfect. I am not saying that it doesn't 
advance mental health issues. I totally see that it does. I see some of the things that my kids are looking at and I question it and they question me about it. Well, I saw this on, you know, TikTok or whatever. What do you think about this, mom? We do talk about it, but that's the whole point. In COVID, it was worse. The kids had, the parents had to be working from home or maybe leaving the house. The kids were alone more. I understand that in COVID, things got worse. They had a lot more free time to be on social media and things were more challenging. But to say that social media is an environmental health toxin, I think is extreme. I think that's giving parents a pass on actually parenting. Let me tell you, no 12-year-old or 11-year-old is paying for their own cell phone. They can't afford it and they can't afford the service. So if a parent who's paying for a child's cell phone is blaming social media on their now kids' mental health problems, that parent needs to look inward and say, what did I do to enable this and how am I now going to stop it? Because the, the, the mayor of, of New York is saying, just like the Surgeon General did with tobacco and guns, we're treating social media like other public health hazards. But this is a problem that good parenting can stop. And maybe somebody would push back on me and say, well, if your kid is smoking at 15, then that's a parenting problem too. It and is. I agree. They they could we in our age could certainly hide it better, you know, out by the bleachers, you know, after school, there were still smoking areas in my high school that 18 year olds were allowed to smoke at, which I look back on and I think it's insane. So, yeah, those are other kid problems. We've got a lot of problems. But when you start taking the responsibility out of social media and calling it an environmental health toxin, it's only an environmental health toxin if you put it in yeah. your environment. And who does that? It's the parents that are buying kids. I understand maybe they need to have phones. And yes, you're not cool and you get bullied if you don't have the right phone. But my God, friends, we need to start taking this more seriously as parents, even as teachers. You know, if your kid is suffering from a mental health crisis, you can take their phone away if, if you think that's the cause. And then you remove them from that environment. And while, while New York City, I guess they're saying oh, they're making this a big deal. I wish the mayor also would have said, parents, do your job and take the phones away because this is causing an, a, a health toxin in our environment with the rise of social media. So I think he went a bit too far and should have called parents out more than social media. Okay, yes, but it is a, a lot to unpack with what you just said there. But yes, because... It absolutely is all hands on deck. And I'm not going to mm -hmm. sit here and say that TikTok and Facebook and Meta and X, and Instagram, they have no role in it. They absolutely, absolutely should have a role in policing, mm -hmm. um, making sure that dangerous content, uh, harmful content is not available to certain people of certain ages. Uh, if that's what we're talking about, I'm all on that's board. Fair. Because. Mm -hmm. it, it, and I don't want to be too hard on parents, I, I, because there, but the grace of God go I. It's I've seen people who have kids who are just like problems, like for every step of the way, and I don't doubt at all that those parents tried to do everything impossible to lead that kid on the right path, and yet some kids just make bad decisions after bad decisions. So. I don't want to put it all on the parents, but 
I agree. And, and if somebody's out there listening right now mm-hmm. that has, like, figured this out, that is totally confident with wh- how their kid uses social media, whether it's what you monitor or what you limit, uh, I'll take all kinds of advice. I, we just got this text here to the CCO Talk and Text Line. My wife teaches kindergarten and has kids in her class that can't get off the phone. That, see, that to me is ridiculous right there. If kindergartners ridiculous. are on their phones in kindergarten... Come on. I thought kids couldn't have their kids. That's their what I thought, too. School. I mean, this is a big Am debate we've been having, too, is that some high schools, you know, are debating whether or not the kids should have phones in schools. But I think, boy, I, I would see it seems to be it would be roundly approved that kindergartners shouldn't have cell phones. I mean, the, and also, guys, right. I I know a few kindergartners. Our, our grandbabies are four and five or, you know, they're they're getting to kindergarten. They don't have phones. No. (laughs) Our grandbabies don't have phones. And that you can still parent. Honestly, letting your kid have a – I wish you would call in. Or She's probably teaching kindergarten, so she can't call in. I mean, what parent allows a kindergartner (laughs) to have a phone and and doesn't say – like, they're they're four or five years old. You can't take it out in school. I mean, if you allow that, I wouldn't trust a kindergartner with a phone. They can't be right. That, There's no kindergarten in this community that's where kids have uh, phones. That can't be right. And you can still say, as a teacher, I'm sure she could still say, no phones in school. And they would listen. They're five. They're malleable. You, they're teachable still. That can't be. That, uh, I'm sorry, Texter. We would need more information on that. We need to know the name of the school so we can call and check. And so we can call the school district and say, hey, hey, right. you got a problem right. there. Unless it's like kindergartners, you know, people who are held over for 20 years and still in kindergarten. That can't be. Parents can monitor time on social media, but good luck monitoring content. That's my problem mm-hmm. is because I don't want to be over my kid's shoulder saying, well, what is that? Well, what is that? Well, what are you looking at there? What's that? And, and I, I'm not even saying that you have to, Adam. But when you're, if your kid, God forbid, and to all the parents out there, if they are experiencing mental health symptoms, that's when you need to intervene. That's what the, that's what the mayor of New York City is saying. That it's causing, this is social media, and if you've just tuned in, he's saying social media is an environmental health toxin and should be treated the way tobacco and alcohol and things like that are, where the Surgeon General should intervene. I say, I don't think social media is great for kids. I know it causes a lot of problems, a lot of you know FOMO, a lot of insecurities, things like that. But if it's to the point where your child is having a mental health crisis, and you would know, Adam, if your child was having a mental health crisis, mm-hmm. that's when you would have to intervene and say, okay, there. You know, if you if if the kid is can't handle the social media and it's too much or it's too much bullying, and it often is. Social media is not a great thing for our kids. That's not what I'm saying. It should be monitored and policed, but when it's becoming a mental health crisis, I don't necessarily think that's the responsibility of the city to say this is an environmental toxin which should be banned. This is the parent to say, wow, you are in a mental health crisis. And trust me, before social media, there were mental health crises in teens. I had some when I was growing up, and this was way before phones. Parents need to intervene and say, what is the cause of this? If it's TikTok, that is an easy solution because you can remove their phone and get them some mental health help. But calling it an environmental health toxin and only calling on 
the Surgeon General to fix this. And I'm not even saying that's what the mayor's doing. I just think that was a bridge too far. And I think that he needed to add in, parent, where are you? Stop allowing it to get to this level. Mm-hmm. What do you think? 651-461-9226. Is it a parent problem or is it a social media problem? Uh, it can be both, but uh, do you agree with us that parents need to step up more? 651-461-9226. Lots of texts coming in. We'll take some of your phone calls, too, on WCCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Uh, speaking of social media, Jor, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday is Holocaust Remembrance Day. It and is. my friend and yours, Elon Musk, this <laughs> week toured Auschwitz. And a headline caught my eye that Elon says had social media existed in the 30s and 40s that the Holocaust could have been prevented. And oh I think that's complete BS. Do you believe that? Had people uh, had smartphones in the 1930s and had the ability to document real-time news as we do today, that it would have prevented um, arguably the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the world, the Holocaust? No. I don't either. No. I, and I, isn't that boy, sad? This is a tough one. This, Yeah. And so just educate me a little bit. Elon, and for those who don't know, Elon just toured – um, Auschwitz. He, he mm-hmm. was he just toured the Nazi concentration camp, of course, um, where um, in all of the concentration camps, six million Jews <clears throat> were murdered systematically by the German government, by the Nazis. Um, so the Holocaust is real. And I'm glad Elon got a chance to see the site of many uh, or most of the atrocities in the Holocaust. Um, he says he was naive about the extent of anti-Semitism until recently, mm-hmm. which I imagine he's seeing on his platform. And seeing it on his platform and also seeing it with the um, advertisers who pulled their money after some questionable things. Seeing it on his own posts in some regards, po- I would Right, say. on his own uh, posts. Uh, yeah, he's had a couple By the way, that's Charlie Weiss who's in for a DJ today. Hi, Charlie. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, he's... This is a, let's be honest with you, and no, and if it, again, like we've been talking about a week, if it's a benefit to him to do that for, to, as a forgive me tour to his sponsors, mm-hmm. and if it actually benefits him as a human being, then it's a win-win. Okay, let's, we can agree with that, but let's not mm-hmm. be so foolish as to think this is merely Elon Musk educating himself um, on, on his, you know, on his b- beliefs on opening his eyes. He's doing it to get back in the good graces of some advertisers. Right. And if, yeah. and if he truly is reformed by it, absolutely. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a positive thing and a good thing. But that stuck to me saying that it's a, it's an interesting question and it's mm-hmm. a sad commentary on how we use social media. I don't think it would have prevented what's happening. Yeah. It's also weird to me. He used X specifically. It's, it's his company. It sounds 
forced, you know, you could have said it's social media in general, but he's like, mm-hmm. if X existed, yeah. because X is the thing. It reminds me of, if you recall, when Justin Bieber visited the Anne Frank house and said, you know, Anne Frank would have been a believer. That's 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 what this comment reminds me of. It's just so patently absurd on its face, and it's so self-serving and mm-hmm. childish, really. I mean, it's a childish view of the world that Elon Musk has. I also think it is still naive, and, and childish is a good word to say it, because he said, had there been social media at the time of the Holocaust, it would have been impossible to hide and lives could have been saved. Mm-hmm. I mean, does he think that the Nazis would have let the Jews keep their phones as they deported them on trains into concentration camps? No. But I ask you this. It is not happening now. We are living through a time where atrocities are being committed. They are being telecast via the terrorists and those committing the atrocities, i.e. Hamas, their own phones and their own telegraph channels. And people are still not believing it. When the Hamas terrorists went into the kibbutzim on October 7th and raped and murdered and beheaded the, the peace activists, the people that were living there, the people celebrating at the Nova Music Festival, they recorded those atrocities. And today, we have people saying that that did not happen, that that's not real, people that are not believing it. There are professors at universities who still say it's all fake. It's not real. And so, in fact, we are living in real time where people are denying what they see just because they hate Israel or hate Jews or there's hate. So... Elon, we have to look around. X does exist now, and you still have people. The rise in anti-Semitism is hundreds fold since October 7th. We are showing you the truth. We are showing you Jews murdered, Israelis murdered, and still people are either denying or not believing or blaming the victims for this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it's not helping, Elon. It's not. I mean, I also think we're in a dangerous time where – it's not necessarily wrong to say you cannot always believe your eyes. We are in a, a world of AI video and and manipulation, and uh, it, people can do a heck of a lot of things yeah. to make a heck of a lot. I'm not, of course, Jordan, I'm not saying that those videos are fake, but I, I'm saying in, no, in a course. general <laughs> sense, uh, it's mm-hmm. we're in a dangerous time where that is happening, where videos are are manipulated. Um, in in certain ways. No, you, you're 100% right. And in fairness, Jordana, too, we've seen people see videos from Gaza in bombed-out ruins who mm-hmm. I've seen claims, too, mm-hmm. well, that's not real. That's I mean, that's those are staged. I see it every single day, which every is why, day. back to my mm-hmm. original point, is if the, if the Holocaust happens today, exa- there would have been people, oh, these are fake, these are doctored photos. Also, by the way, you know what? In 1930 and 40, when it was actually happening, People did know what was happening, okay? Yes. Let's not pretend that it was just Adolf Hitler and a group of four or five Nazis who knew what was happening or the people on the ground. People knew, the Pope knew about it. Other people knew about it. And it couldn't, it, it, we didn't stop it in time enough. So don't tell me that suddenly if we've got social media now and some guy with a phone in a neighboring village, hey, what's going on over there? Why is there like human remains coming, falling out of the sky? So don't tell me they didn't know about it. And the sad thing is, we feel like we've got this power, and Elon, I can, again, I understand where he's coming from. And ideally, and if Elon Musk is talking about ideally, yes, this phone and our ability to document things would give us that power. Unfortunately, 
we cannot use that power correctly, just like in so many other aspects of the world. Humans screw it up, and we're not doing it right. The texters are chiming in. Hey, guys, BS. If anything, social media is likely to bring about the next Holocaust. Well, then they said bad things about Elon. But I'll tell you, I have seen, especially on Twitter, I have been attacked for being a Jew multiple times um, on Twitter specifically. And nothing has, you know, it's been reported by my company to, you know, nothing has has stopped it. And it is a place where, you know, right wing nationalists, it is a place, you know, Twitter used to be certainly more. Maybe it's been cleaned up. But social media, think 8chan, think all of these underground social media channels. It is a place where hate thrives. And you can talk all you want about the First Amendment. But I just don't think I think Elon's wrong. Yeah. in this case. And I think he really needs to look at Twitter and say, wow, what is really happening here? He sees the rise. Well, he can see the rise in anti-Semitism since October 7th, again, since the videos existed, and maybe he's choosing not to. X could not solve this. Maybe it could shine a light on truth and what really happened. And I think X is working towards that. You know, yeah. even we were seeing a congressman said something that wasn't true, a, a state senator, and, and X says this is not true. It is fact-checking certain things that politicians say and saying this is not true. I think they're doing better with that, but I don't think it would have helped. It fosters hate. Yeah, not only and, does um, it foster hate mm-hmm. and, and is a bastion of hate, it is a radicalization tool. Yes. It, uh, that's, hey, other that's people think real. like me. Wow, look at this. I found a whole other group of people that think like me, yeah. so my thoughts must not be exactly. that bad. Uh, it must be radical. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's not just that's not just X, but that's a, a lot of social media has that issue yes. of radicalization. And not one way or the other, necessarily. Left wing, right wing, uh, yeah, you get your sphere, you get your bubble, you get an audience, um, and everybody loves to, ha- one, have an audience, and two, have people agree with them. Um, and that's what social media is great. Uh, let's see. This texter says, I agree. Social media would not have stopped the Holocaust because all the government needs to do is shut off the Internet and cell phones and citizens are clueless. OK, that's true. I mean, that if you cut off Wi-Fi, but even if it allow it allowed the pictures to be shown, I think people wouldn't have stepped in. You were right, Adam. Yep. There was evidence for other world leaders and many people, America yep. didn't do anything until after millions of people uh, were murdered. So lots to, lot, so much to talk about today. I promise we're also going to give away pink tickets. Everybody's yeah. asking that. It's not going to be so heavy all day. <laughs> that's it's a nice transition there from the Holocaust to giving away pink, <laughs> so tickets. pink tickets. Yeah, that's how it works on radio. We will, uh, yeah, think pink. Yeah. Pretty easy <laughs> when you hear that sounder. We get three contestants lined up. I read lyrics. All you got to do is tell me, are they pink lyrics or are they not? And if you get it right, you win some tickets. Traffic and weather coming up. It's 936 on CCL. So your ring doorbell is no longer allowing police to request the footage. That's wrong. I want to live in a safer community. And if there was a crime that was committed... I want the police to have access to my ring doorbell and see what happened. And ring says they're going to stop allowing police departments to request the doorbell camera footage from users. I don't like it. I don't like it. I want them to be able to come. I can decide. I don't like it. 
Are we sure that's you. right? I mean, they can't request. They can't request it in in the neighbor. So they used to be able to this the the Ring doorbell. They had the neighbors app, which could be connected to your Ring doorbell. Yeah. And there was a little help section in this neighbors app for law enforcement. It said you can request it directly from the person. And they're getting rid of that. You could the police can still get okay. the footage from a search warrant or subpoena. Right. Uh, it's just gonna. It's not as easy for it's them. It's not as easy it. as it used to be. And I, agree I don't know. I just, see. I don't think this is such a privacy issue. It's the ring doorbell. It's being recorded. I think the police need all the help they can get, and they should be able to access that kind of footage. If you're going to put up a ring doorbell, you want to know who's at your front door. Also, you're right. not so worried about privacy because you're recording it, and sometimes it's going to be you with the front door. I think the police need all the help they can get, and who knows? Like somebody might want to cover up a crime that's bad for somebody else in the neighborhood so they don't get to or they'll say no 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 you can't have my doorbell you can't have my doorbell video i think these should be treated like traffic cams and we should be able to look at it i don't know that you no, should have all would this you want the cops to, to put a camera so the cops can come to your house and say we're, we're going to put a camera on your house here and it might catch you in the front yard sometimes but it's mainly for the street but in the interest of public safety you'd be okay with that I would be okay with them putting a, 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 a camera on my on, no, no, you I didn't would say on not. my house, you on would my not. telephone pole that's on my street. So anything that's happening on the street, yeah, we have traffic cams. We have cameras all over. I was attacked in downtown Minneapolis once after I was leaving my night show on CCO, and they said we have cameras. I don't know. It yep. was a guy on a bike who came and hit me and then and sped off. And they me. said, we have cameras. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, right? They have cameras. They're going to try and look. They're, it was somebody in a hoodie. They, their drawer were probably not going to find anything. But you know what? I was really grateful for those cameras. And people live on that street. If there was surveillance on these streets to catch people committing crimes, I have no problem with that. I think crime needs to be lessened. And we have a problem with people not sharing information in certain communities where they need to because they're afraid. I understand they're afraid. But if it's on a, a doorbell or if it's on a, a street cam, I have no problem. But with that's that. a big difference. Really the doorbell don't. is my house. That doorbell is on my house. And what if like, uh, and you said it's probably, I even though that's on my house and that's my doorbell camera, I still assume that's private for me. I don't want. I don't want. But again, if it can help the community. That's what I'm saying, though. Help. But if there's a, if if there's been a, an accident or a crime committed and it it's caught on my ring camera and the police ask me for it, absolutely use it to solve cameras. But I just don't want them to have access to that. I want them still to be able to request that because, like, what, like, if my daughter, let's say, I get in a fight with my daughter. And it's mm-hmm. unflattering. And we're out on the front step, and I'm arguing, mm-hmm. and I say something. It's my Alec Baldwin moment, and I say <laughs> something to her that I'm going to regret. And it's captured on ring camera, and suddenly that becomes, gets out in the public. I don't want that. That's, that's not why I put the ring camera there. But that's not illegal. It's not a crime. Nobody would request that. Well, I hope You know not, what I mean? But... Why would police request that? They're saying to solve crimes. See, I think and that's I think too in the easy interest to view of public like safety. I think it's too easy. To, and, and again, it's all simplistic saying, okay, well, yeah, of course. that. But I think we get into a dangerous territory when, when we're giving them more access than, than is necessary. Police don't put cameras on your house, this texter writes. No, they don't. They right. can put them on the street. But this is a camera that we're saying that we've put on our house. 
So I guess I just don't understand the mentality of why you wouldn't give it up or why you wouldn't be willing to share it in the interest of public safety. Someone says, seriously, JG, yeah, I'm being serious. If something was caught on my ring camera, I would want the and I get Charlie, do you know if you have to like join the neighbors app or does the ring camera already? Uh, I'm not positive on link up. Uh, Not totally sure on that. Well, okay. it better. I don't. <laughs> the only person that should be controlling my ring camera is me. That's I don't want it somehow linked up to anybody else. And if they're if they they better ask me if they want to do it, and then it's my choice if I want to if I want the like a part of a neighborhood network. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I mean the, we have great advancements that we've got these ring cameras. Yes, it's fantastic, and if it helps solving crimes, yeah, I'm not saying that. It shouldn't. They should not be used at all to, you know, to help police solve crime. I just feel, you know, they have to go about just like anyone getting evidence, getting a warrant, and then they can look at my camera. And if it helps solve the crime, crime, great. But that's not why it's there. Yeah, and and I like the the point that is made in in one of these articles here. It says uh, uh, privacy advocates have made the point that it's turning residents and neighbors into informants. Yes. Um, and kind of turning, narcs. yeah, narcs and turning one against each other and, and lessening community um, involvement. And, and I guess the, my question for Jordana, though, is uh, wh- what is the line, I guess? You know, is it is should we be in full on Chinese surveillance state <laughs> on every street mm-hmm. corner, facial recognition technology where, you know, how, how far do we go with the privacy thing if it does keep us safer? Somebody texted and asked a similar question, Charlie. They said, would you approve of the police having access to your webcam? Now, that's different because that's in your home. That's on a private device. But a ring camera faces the public. It doesn't face your home. And having been a reporter for a long time, and I hear even now, we hear stories in the news about people who don't want to give information about a crime because then they will get labeled a snitch or there will be retribution. And this way, you don't necessarily have to do that. You don't even have to give permission and they find out that you got permission. If you're on the neighborhood, you know, ring app or whatever it is, the cops can look at it and they can solve crime. I think our texters and maybe you guys are coming from it from a relatively safe neighborhood. If you look at it from an a, a more unsafe neighborhood where there might be more crime, I think it would cut down on crime. And and you don't have to be the snitch. There's no retribution. Well, there's nothing I could do. The police looked at the camera and they solved the crime. So I think it would help in communities like that. Yeah, but they should still have to ask me or still have, have to yeah. go through a go through uh, the legal process. Get a judge to sign off and saying you have access to my camera. We agreed. And you said, too, like just because it's on my front door facing out, my front yard is still my property. Mm hmm. I hear you. I mean, if I want to walk around in the nude on my front porch and like my ring camera, that's for Mm -hmm. my ring camera and my neighbors to see, not the police. We agree to disagree. You know me. I live in a world of rainbows and unicorns where crimes are getting solved. You want a police state where cameras are everywhere. Chinese Jordana, that's what I call her. She wants to surveil everybody. Uh, Text coming in. Let's uh, get call call in. 651-461-9226-950 with Adam and Jordana. A WCCO.
9.55, that is your Lindus Construction time check. Time to request a complimentary heat map analysis to see if your home is as energy efficient as it could be. Uh, Jordana, you're just way wrong on this topic. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and his, if a kid in your neighborhood was hit by a car and it's a hit and run, I think Adam would let the cops see the ring doorbell. that it caught. Absolutely. If, if, if I'm in the, and you come up to me with a warrant, Absolutely. I don't know. I, I guess I just don't think you need a warrant if somebody robbed my neighbor's house and they see somebody running in the street away from the house or a car that was parked in front of my house. I, I guess it would be nice to be asked, but in, if I was on vacation or if in the essence of crime fighting and keeping my neighborhood safe, I would very, I would have no problem with them accessing. Well, maybe that that's the difference camera. what you just mentioned there. Okay, yes, you're right. If there's a hit and run in front of my house, I, I don't think I'd... I'd say, well, get a warrant, then you can get it. I probably would volunteer mm-hmm. um, my video. But if I'm out of town and they say, well, they're out of town, let's get that footage from that camera. But in that instance, yeah, get a warrant and you can access it, just like any other private um, yeah, private just, information uh, that a judge deems would help mm-hmm. solve a crime. Mm-hmm. I'm just a fan of legal processes, so yes. I, I want them Thank to get you. a subpoena. Jordana's yeah, not. I just, for Jordana any reason, like just. Process. Nanny state. Yeah, we want to Nanny know about state. Uh, So right now, by the way, oh, we don't have time to talk about this, but the city council is voting on that Gaza resolution. And I have, oh, yeah. I know some people who are in that meeting and they're sending me live updates. So let's get into that in the next hour. Just talk about what's happening yeah. with that resolution and if people are feeling safe right now. At also, you know, I, meeting. Dave Oreck from the Star Tribune tweeted a picture of the City Council Chambers, it's not full, yet they've said it's at capacity. And they, I'm yes, they said they only let like 75 people in, and yeah. uh, but it, the the, the um, hallways are full. Yeah. There's lots, lots of, people of people outside. Over. Charlie's got quick takes coming up. What do you got, my friend? I do. We got a restaurant question. There's a, an execution, a little downer there, but uh, we'll talk about it. A new big <laughs> lawsuit, and then we'll talk about the last of the northern white rhinos. Oh, save the rhinos. Save no, the rhinos. Don't. Don't. Jordana hates the rhinos. She's a rhino too. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.